I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rab from the Bathroom Break Podcast. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you all for listening to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun to sit down with some really interesting people and shoot the shit, you know, talk all that poop and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we want to try and make this thing better for you, so we're going to need to raise some funds. If you head over to greengate.bigcartel.com, there's a donation link there. If you feel so inclined to donate to the Bathroom Break Podcast, awesome. If not, sit back and listen. We're going to talk some crap. So welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm your host, Rab himself, and today I have a very special guest, Michael Schultz from Fender Guitars. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How are you? (laughs) I'm a huge fan. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Me too, Always, always. I grew up on your stuff, so nice. you sitting here with me is an honor. <laughs> well, I you sitting it. here with me is an honor, Thank too, you. man. Thank Dude, you. this is incredible. <laughs> We're sitting in this uh, this little like showroom for all the uh, Fender guitars, and uh, I'm blown away. Yeah. As we were walking through, I just saw some of the prototypes. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Man. We have artists in here all the time. So this is the artist showroom in you know Hollywood, California. So whenever we have, when we're working with artists, they come through here. We talk. We, you know, we work on uh, guitar, guitar designs. And yeah, this is it. This is the mecca for us. Dude, it's so cool. I know. Yeah. We, I feel like we kicked out an artist when we walked in here. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here. I really, get out. This is more important. Damn it. Yeah, we got to talk about important. what you're doing yes. right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, so yeah, so we're sitting in this, in this showroom, but the cool thing about the showroom here is like you said, artists will come in yeah. and, and, uh, and kind of check it out and, and try some things, but there's some serious history to this room right here. Yeah. Apparently this room, this is the old CBS building right on sunset and Gower and, uh, Orson Welles recorded war of the worlds in this room, apparently, man. So, uh, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. So we can't mess with this room too much. You know, uh, we can't <laughs> knock down walls. We yeah. can hang guitars up, but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I like having meetings with artists in this room because of that. Even if they don't know about the history, I just feel like there's something symbolic with something so famous happening in this out of this room. You know that yeah yeah, you know, yeah. freaked out the whole world. And I know you know it was from that to rock and roll freaking out the whole world in the fifties and yeah. 2019. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to freak out the whole world still. So yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's my goal. It's kind of hard here. to do nowadays. I feel like because the world is, is so freaked out. Yeah. The everyone's so sensitive that you're just like, <laughs> yeah, this is a black guitar. This is a white guitar. This is a pink guitar. Like, why has it got to be a white guitar? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I'm whoa, so whoa. sorry, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just apologize yeah, before you even start yeah, talking. Yeah, that's, that's how I live my life. <laughs> but it's really, it's really, uh, it's an amazing, uh, journey. I've, I've been here at Fender, uh, I started on Halloween of 2005, which feels like 140 years ago <laughs> yeah, yeah, or so around yes. there. But, <laughs> so know, 14 times 10, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. In, in Fender years, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. So I'm about 180 years old. Damn. That's, yeah. So uh, Halloween, that's your start day. That's I wore a, a tie. start day. I wore a tie. And I, and <laughs> I came in and I thought, like, oh, corporate America, you, know, you got to wear a tie to work. I yeah. wore a tie. And I think everyone thought it was a costume. 
They're like, oh, cool. The new kid is like, he's part of this. Yeah, yeah he's into it. It's, that's awesome. That's really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like so. Robert, Robert Palmer or something yeah, like that. Your, yeah, yeah. That's your I, 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 uh, I loosened my tie. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> rock and roll. I made it. Here, here we go. <laughs> You're addicted to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. Dude, that was me, so yeah. that's cool. So you've been here for 14 years. And, and like, I was wondering, like, so... How did you, because you do artist relations, mm -hmm. like you do some really cool stuff where you work really closely with the artists I to do. develop some cool signature, um, you know, mm -hmm. basses or guitars or, and how did that, like, how did you kind of land in that position? Uh, you know, it's really interesting. So our corporate office was in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. So oh, wow. when I was finishing up college, I had to help my dad. He had a printing company. So he did the envelopes for Fender. And one day oh, nice. in the in the summer going into my senior year of college, um, I was like, oh, shoot, shit, it's coming. I'm going to have to get a job. And <laughs> yeah. like, oh, God, I'm going to have to work. I'm going to like sell staplers or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and he asked me, he's like, you want to go to Fender? I have to drop off boxes. And so I was like, of course, we played guitar. My dad and I played guitar. Yeah. So we went to Fender, dropped off boxes. I'm like, well, if I'm going to have to work corporate, I, I want it to be here. And yeah. not knowing really what even corporate meant, you know, just knowing that there's offices and desks and people working. And, yeah. you know, it's just, so I just assumed that's where I was going to be. And I just started bugging Fender and bugging and bugging and bugging and bugging. Um, and they finally gave me a job uh, on Halloween starting an inside sales. So I would deal with all of our, our dealers who would call and be, where's my guitar? I have a customer here who needs oh. this guitar. And I get them answers and... Um, so I started doing that and our artist relations department was out of Scottsdale, Arizona, which made no sense to a lot of artists because it's right. just like any relationship where, you know, it's like you could have FaceTime with someone or you could have a relationship over the internet and which one's usually more successful. So, yeah, you know, it just kind of depends on, on, uh, your, your thought process on the whole thing. But, uh, I started working with artists. I got into the artist department at Fender and I was an assistant and we had this party in, in, in Burbank, California, which was so foreign to me at the time. And it was at Center Staging, which is a rehearsal studio space called Bass Bash. And we had all of our new basses coming out. We had all these bass players. And coincidentally, I was tasked to get uh, the party catered. And yeah. so I was like, oh, of course, I know how to do this. This yeah. is what I do. A couple pizzas. No, yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> Never done this before. So yeah. <laughs> I, go I Google LA catering. First number that pops up, I called, of course, you know, yeah. uh, due diligence. And this woman <laughs> was so cool to me and she, I forgot her name. And she was like, oh, this is awesome. Yes, I can help out and blah, 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 and blah, blah. And by the way, my neighbor's in a band. My neighbor plays guitar in a band. And I assumed everyone in LA's neighbor was in a band and played guitar in a band. Right. <laughs> and so I didn't think too much of it. And later on in the conversation, I'm like, oh, well, who's your neighbor? She said, oh, his name's Tim Armstrong. He's in Rancid. Oh, wow. I was like, wait a minute. I grew up, wait, wait a minute. Like, this is my dude. This is who I listened to in high school. My, every poster in my room was Ramones and Misfits yeah. and Rancid. And I was like, I, well, he's obviously like too punk rock to have an email, but if you want to <laughs> send him this invite and I would love to talk to him. And so she sent him the invite and the next morning, um, I'm super green to all of this, right? Yeah. I'm sitting at my cube. My, my desk line rings. It says Armstrong Tim. Whoa. She, she, he called me because in my email to her, it had my, my, my number and he called me and I think I was just so nervous that I just said yes to everything. 
Oh, he's like, I'd love to work with Fender. Yes. I would love to develop a signature guitar. Yes. 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 Because yes. I, I couldn't say no to him. I couldn't, <laughs> right, you right, know, right. it's like, he's God to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it started. You know, we developed uh, uh, an acoustic guitar based off of his original 60s Fender acoustic that he's written all of his famous songs on. And um, we, we put it out in our line 10 years ago. And it's been our biggest selling acoustic signature guitar in the history of our company. And uh, we've sold a ton of them. And and Tim's part of our family. Tim's in here all the time. He's usually in here like having lunch with, you know, higher ups and who are just friends with him from him being around for so many years. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's just it's it's just incredible. It's been an incredible journey for sure. Dude, I mean, that seems so crazy because, like, basically what I'm hearing and what I'm gathering from it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but obviously you had the drive to go for this thing and you're thinking corporate America and, and this, you know, if this is considered corporate America, this is the best possible thing that ever would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just the fact that you're like, all right, I want that. And then you bug and you kind of do that to get your thing. But then there's this, there's a whole bunch of things where it's like, and, and not to sound so cheesy, but my wife always says this to me, like the universe conspires to help you oh, for sure. And like that ha- seems to have happened a lot through your story because it's like, oh, it just so happens to be that artist relations is right in Scottsdale. And it just so happens to be that there's this and this is all working. And you're like, this is your dream. And it's kind of right there. And then you go to Burbank and it ends up the, the lady's neighbor yeah, from a yeah, catering yeah, thing. Like totally the weird. first thing you call, like, come on, that's like that's like. Here you go. Here's the universe <laughs> handing me a gift. Yeah. And, if, and that certainly isn't the only one. I right. have even crazier ones that are like, like my dad and I were in a Beatles cover band. And yeah. I, I mean, that's what we listened to growing up. My parents were from the 60s. You know, we listened to the Beatles. And same thing, you know, I, I got connected to George Harrison's family. And his son and I became really good friends. And, you know, he's allowed me to work on projects that his, you know his dad's famous fender guitars yeah. uh, over the years so it's been it's been truly an honor i was in a beatles cover band with my dad damn you know and then yeah. like it turns out to like what your wife said you know it's like i feel like just maybe maybe just the the energy in my head of growing up and music being my escape and putting so much focus and energy into that and it kind of came back my way you know so yeah it's uh it's been a trip yeah, man. Like just your story is incredible. And like, you know, not to take anything away from, from how hard you've worked for it, but there's always like a sprinkle of luck involved with success like that. And I feel like you said, like you're a part of this like Beatles cover band and then you get involved with George Harrison and Danny Harrison. And like, I'm like, man, I want to hear more about that. Like, like it's, it's crazy because Cause I mean, uh, like I'm a, I'm a Danny Harrison fan, but obviously like, I mean, not to take anything, but George Harrison, like for me and I, and, and like, I think a lot of people and, and you think you're unique because you're like, I like George the best, but like, he's my Beatle. Yeah. 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 But I mean, he did, he, he is the guy for me, like, listen, all four of them are insanely talented and, and proved that they could be super successful on their own because they're all just incredible musicians and so talented songwriters and all that stuff. And, and I mean, you know, I think obviously John gets like the most and then Paul and then George and then, um, Ringo, but to me, Ringo is super talented and like, and so like, it'll be like, why I don't even, and any day of the week, one of them will go above for me and 
largely George is the guy that I yeah. gravitate to the Me most. Too. And I think because like my wife is Indian and we went to uh, we went to Rishikesh and we went to the ashram where the Beatles recorded a whole bunch of wow. albums and it was super fun, man. Like, like I I was blown away. Like I, all throughout, we traveled all throughout India because her family she still has some family mm -hmm. there, and we traveled all throughout and there was just incredible moments throughout that travel. But for me, that and it was like me being like a fanboy of like, oh my God, I'm right here. And you know, like number nine, number yeah, nine. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a there was a little hut that had a number nine on it. Wow. And that was apparently where they got that from. At least that's what I gathered. Yeah. And they wrote like the Beatles cave on this wow. on this thing. And it was just See, so cool. George is always my favorite because I, I always feel like being a guitar player myself, not, not a great one, but being a guitar player myself, I feel like he was their like secret weapon. He yeah. was their switchblade in, in, a, in, a, in a, like a fight, you know, in a fist fight. Yeah. Like he, he would come out with the best melodies. The guitar playing was just some next level his his guitar slide playing was i think he was probably most on point of maybe any artist on earth you yeah. know and then his songwriting on top of that is just like it's bonkers but the the cool thing about danny is he's really normal like it's not like a he's just like a normal person and a normal friend to me he and he always has been yeah so you know at first it's you're like oh yeah man, man you look like your old man but then yeah. after time, it's just like, oh, it's just an, he skateboards. He listens yeah. to music. He's he plays guitar. Just, yeah. just some dude who's his normal, you know, just like different circumstances, but, you know, really down to earth and, and like a super good friend, you know. Yeah, like that's you, so, you could call so on him cool. if you like need a shoulder, you know, for sure. I've, I have, you know. Yeah. Like my dad passed away also. So like I've gone through, like I've called him and be like, yo, what's like, this is a, I feel weird. This is weird. Like what, you know, and oh, I've been there. So like. Yeah, you know, he's been a huge help in my life, you know, just on a, a very personal friendship level. Yeah. Where it takes away that like barrier, oh, your dad was a beetle. Like Or the mystique of what Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, oh shit, he's just a normal friend, dude. Yeah. You know, like I mean and, that, and that's and that's awesome to hear that. And I think that's kind of a testament to like, you know, musicianship and artistry is mm -hmm. like when it all shakes down most artist or most creative person kind of gets stripped down to the bones anyway yeah. because that's just the type of person they are so then sure. so then like you realize like yeah he's just down to earth and cool and and man that's it's awesome and it's a testament to who his dad is and who they all are and the work they've done because totally. I, I look at like like i was i think i was talking a little bit about it but but i think like his dad's like kind of mission into spirituality and everything that he kind of picked up from the Indian culture and everything that, you know, he went through mm -hmm. like that, I think it would be, and this is me all just, you know, speculating, but I think it would be really tough to not be a down, down to earth grounded kid of his, you know? I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's only four of them, right? There's yeah. four Beatles. Like, yeah. But I mean, like how much like, he really focused on that. For sure. For sure. You know? But yeah, but then on the other end, you could I be mean, like, yeah, you're like, my dad's one of my dad's the old greatest. Yeah, my dad was in the Beatles, right? Oh. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Quite oh, yeah. Different. yeah forget about that. It's quite <laughs> yeah, different, yeah, but yeah. but su super down to earth and, and super cool. And and you know, Rick's been around them, and, and Chris, and you know, yeah, uh, we've spent a lot of time with them, and it's always just like, yeah, it's just like a lot of fun. You know, it's 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 always a good time. It's I've never had an experience of of anything weird or anything like that. It's just been yeah. like normal shit. You know, it's, totally totally normal. Yeah. And great guitar player too. Yeah, really really good yeah. guitar player. Like we've done videos with Danny at Fender and like, he'll just like do his thing and he's really, really good. He shreds. 
Yeah, you that's know, awesome. It's legitimate. Guitar I saw like player. one of the little videos where he was trying out like what is it the acoustic Acu- acoustic telly. Yeah, yeah, and that was like we just rented out East West Studios where the Beach Boys recorded their stuff, Damn. and we were just kind of like, yo, you know, we have a, we had a big camera crew. We're like, I guess just do your thing. Like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> just wander just, over just, there. And- just plug in and, and hit your pedals and do your thing. And you know, you you go back and watch those videos, and you're like, whoa. I, like he took that thing to space, you know, yeah. just, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it was all natural and he kind of just improvised a lot of it. And that just goes to show his, his talent and, you know, the dedication that he's put into that guitar playing and music, you yeah. know, it's like, you can't just pick up a guitar and, and not yeah. and be like even half-assed. Like I couldn't do that. And I've been playing for 20 something year, yeah. 26 years. And I don't think I could plug in in front of a, a room full of people and just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. take this thing somewhere else and then bring it all the way back and make any sense of it. But his, you can, and you're that's like, that's incredible. a natural talent, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, um, so it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's yeah. been an awesome journey. So like when you did get involved with, with the family, like, you've done some guitars, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've done some, some like kind of, uh, tribute guitars yeah. for George Harrison, and then you've done some custom for Danny. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to hear about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the first one, uh, I, I did with, um, with Danny and his manager, David, who's also one of my really good friends, um, was the Gretsch duo jet, which was the early cavern club guitar that George bought from a merchant sailor. And I think, 1960 I think it was yeah um but yeah George was just a kid and, and went went to this guy's house who was selling his guitar because he got his girlfriend pregnant he needed to sell his American-made guitar and George was you know they were starting a band and needed a good guitar yeah. so he bought this guitar and that was the Cavern Club guitar and you know all the early Beatles stuff Man, so that's some history yeah it was there. crazy history we um we flew the guitar first class of course, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just sitting there with some yeah, no, champagne, it, no, it was like. caviar, champagne, it was just seat belted in. <laughs> um, and you know, we um, we we dissected it as, as as good as we could without you know causing any kind of yeah. you know damage or whatever. So I we, feel like I just see like doctors with like cover, like they're like doing surgery on it. You like. know what? The cool thing about Fender <laughs> is they don't. It's not as doctor. It's it's actually like it's it's they use like they don't even use gloves because they want that human touch yeah. to, you know, like, like to touch the wood, wood's li- a living thing. It's porous. Yeah. So they, they really, if you ever go to the factory, which we should do sometimes, it's amazing. Like they're, they're like hands are on the guitar, yeah. you know, it's no, there's no gloves or anything. Yeah. And it's like a screwdriver and like a measuring thing. And yeah. you're just like, it's, it's, it's pretty bait. I couldn't do it, but like, yeah. you know, it's like, I, I was just thinking it's kind of like a Porsche compared to a Ferrari because Ferrari's like this dainty thing. My brother had one and I'm driving it like me. And then like the Porsche, you're like, this thing's meant to be driven. Oh, oh yeah. And you just like rip it around. I feel like that's like a Fender guitar. It's oh. like, it's meant to be played and it's meant to be beat and like, and you know, yeah, really used. I think there was a, um, that was the hurricane in new Orleans 15 years ago. Yeah. There was a studio that flooded and there was a seventies American seventies P base that, you know, was underwater for over a month. And, um, they, they found the base. They took all the, you know, all the hardware electronics off yeah. replaced it and good to go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was underwater. Wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so damn. it's a testament. And I think that's why <laughs> so many artists play our stuff. You yeah. know, like, Oh, I'm going to have to go on a tour. I'm going to beat the shit out of this stuff. Yeah. 
man, this is the best quality. For it's, sure. You know, like you just pick up the phone and call Fender yeah. and, and have, you know, it's just so. You're like, this thing was underwater for a month mm-hmm. and it's, and I just Sounds kinda, pretty good. Yeah. Fix yeah. it up and it's ready to go. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we, we, uh, you know, again, the, that, that project was amazing and it's, it's, you, you forget because you get so involved with it. Like the historical like significance to the songs that came out of that guitar <sighs> Yeah. The early days of like with the band forming and um, yeah, we, we, we made 60 of them done by hand. Every scratch is the same. Wow. If you put them side by side, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So, Damn. and, and Danny and his manager, David were so cool. They, um, they were like, you know, this is so special to us as well. Let's incorporate something even like, let's make this even more personal. And they went around, um, you know, George's home where his guitars were stored and took a guitar pick from like cases that had belonged to George and each guitar came with one of George's whoa. guitar picks and you're just like whoa yeah okay like that's pretty that's that, pretty amazing it was amazing so yeah. and then uh, a few years later we um, they were generous enough to allow us to um, spec out the Rosewood Telecaster from Let It Be yeah and then so we did that one as well which was uh, physically heavy and then spiritually very heavy yeah, as well. Yeah, so yeah. It's known for being a, a very heavy guitar. Yeah. Physically, it's just, it weighs more than most Telecasters, but it was a very famous guitar. You know, the, they made one Telecaster for George and then they made a Strat for Hendrix and that was it. Solid Rosewood. And um, Damn. Hendrix had never, there, I don't think there was any photography or anything with him with the guitar before he passed away and then George did let it be the rooftop performance yeah. and you know it's it's such a famous instrument so just to be around these guitars like from working at Fender for so many years and being obsessed with guitars for so many years I've seen so many knockoffs and copies yeah, and yeah. fake shit and pictures in magazines and all these like stories and and rumors and everything and to actually like sit there with it it's it like for me it's a religion you know it's yeah. it's it's like the amount of, of music that came out of this pickup, this little metal pickup, yeah. it's just, it's it's mind-bending to me. Yeah. You know? And I mean, it's crazy, and it's like, and not to sound cheesy to say it, but, like, that changed the world. Like, mm-hmm. like a lot of the music that came from that changed the world. Even if it's, like, uh, not even an, an overall world thing, like, in, in you, in like, you're sitting in your bedroom. Your own like, world, In too, your own yeah. world, you're listening to these songs that mean so much to you. And you could close your eyes and hear it. And, you know, you could, like, kind of break it up and be like, oh, shit, that's the guitar. Holy shit. Like, yeah. wow, it's super incredible. And it's super, it's a, it's always, like, I, I never take it for granted. Yeah. I'm, I'm forever grateful. And I just bow down to it, you know. And working with all artists. And that's from, you know, the Beatles to, you know, new bands who are out there doing it now. And, and, and living in vans and doing their best. I respect yeah. it all the same. And, and, you know, they're all out there trying to make a difference and it's I think it's super important and that's such a cool thing about working at Fender is our like kind of starting at the top like that's their that's their MO that's their message we, we take care of all artists you yeah know? like we want the youngest artists playing our stuff to the oldest artists playing our stuff and we have something for everyone and it's um it's made it hard for me to ever I mean this is my only full-time job I've ever had in my life yeah. You know, and it's like, That's it's a good deal. It's, it's a good deal. I, <laughs> I want to complain. And then I come out, I wake up early and go into the office and have a, and I walk in and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. What if oh, you had shit, to go one mine. day to something else, you'd be like, 
I have the greatest. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah if there's ever a day, you today, yeah. what the fuck? No way, no, no way. I know. As we were walking in here, man, I was saying that to Rick is like, wow, just the vibe in here. People are just like noodling around yeah. the guitar, and you're like, man. This it is, is funny so too cool. because it gets so loud. Like, like they'll be testing out a new like precision bass. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, I'm trying to. I have a million emails to get through. I have a thousand things I need to do. And I can't focus with this music. I'm going to go down there and scream at them. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I work at Fender. I can't yeah. go yell at someone for playing bass. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, so <laughs> it's, um, it's all in a day's work. Yeah, that's cool. So so how about some of the other um, custom guitars? Like, 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 how did you, like, basically meet some of the guys that you do the work with? Like, I heard the story about Tim Armstrong and then, obviously, Danny, but y you recently just did something with Duff yeah, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I, I did, uh, and, and it's awesome. Duff is Duff is as cool as, like, your cool next-door neighbor. Yeah. You know, like, like when we're working on this project, we'll have, like, our, our PR team, like, the head of our PR team will come over to me and be like, yo, Duff just called me to thank me for, like, this interview I did for you guys. I'm like, really? He's yeah. Like, yeah, he got my number through my email, like an email <laughs> chain. And he actually just called me to thank me. And like, that's what kind of dude he is. Yeah. So, and, and you know, it's like, we have these great relationships with these artists where yeah. we can, we can, we can have these like awesome opportunities to sit down with them and say, listen, you've played Fender for a long time. You've played our stuff. You like in the old, like Leo Fender mantra where he would go out and meet with like Dick Dale and, and the Balboa Pier and. Dick would be blowing amps up because they were so small. And he's like, how do we make these bigger and better? Yeah. And, and Leo would go listen to the artist and then they would develop a, the Fender Showman amp, which, because, you know, Dick Dale was a showman. These loud amps that could take his abuse. And yeah. it's cool sitting with artists like Duff who played the gnarliest, in, in the notoriously like the gnarliest band yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And the biggest stadiums on planet earth so he could sit down and tell you what works and what doesn't and it's like there's nothing do you trust like the that. dude sitting at a desk or do you trust right. him like the guy doing the guy it. actually yeah. doing <laughs> yeah. it and he's played the best and the worst of it shit i'm sure so for him to sit down with us and be like yo i need this to sound like this i need this feature to do this i need the neck to feel like this because when i'm i'm playing in front of you know 100 people or 50,000 people like this is this is the sweet spot for me and being able to have those like really close knit relationships where, where you can, you can successfully get that information into yeah. a production model that a fan could buy or not, maybe not even a fan, but someone who just sees that. And like, that's what I want to do for a living is I want to play music in front of people. Yeah. I'm going to trust what he's saying and, and those specs because that works for him. Right. I don't need to like spend my career learning guessing guessing yeah. yeah i could just i trust this dude you know yeah i feel like that's invaluable to be able yeah. to sit down with with people that are that experienced that have gone through it and basically done the legwork totally. of figuring that out yeah you know and, and they're obviously so proud of it too you know like yeah if you ever look at duff's instagram like the day before we shot a video for his new base he's posting like get ready for my fender video like they're they're part of this as yeah. much as any of us are you know it's like it's as well, much like a family. Yeah, 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 for sure. And um, I always, as long as I've been here, I, I've, especially Leo Fender not being a guitar player, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, but just like a sonic genius. Um, but, and then listening to people, listening to artists and working with them. Like they were his research and development department back in the 40s yeah. and 50s, you know, before 
like artists were artists. They were just musicians playing in big bands or playing, you know, country or lap steel. And that was kind of it. And um, so to be able to take that into, you know, 2019, I still try to think about Leo Fender's mantra and listening to artists at all levels to figure out how to improve and, and be better and be a better, you know, partner to them. And it's, um, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, I kind of want to hear more about Leo Fender because just, I actually had no idea that he wasn't a musician and he's just like, he was just like sonically gifted, but yeah. like, but what made him go that direction? Like, like how, how do you, how do you if you're not a musician how do you stumble into a situation where you're going I'm really fascinated with this and yeah. I really want to make it better for a musician to I don't I, I, tr I truly don't know I know yeah. he was uh, like back in the 40s in Fullerton I think it was he started Fender in 46 okay I think leading up to that it was um uh like a radio repair or transition yeah, yeah, radios yeah. or something mm -hmm. you know he um and I think he was just really good with like Oh, that, that makes was sense. His thing. Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and so you know, his first instruments were lap steels. You know, like yeah. Hawaiian lap steels, and um, that's kind of how it started. You know, Damn. and then and from there, it was just like he made his own in a garage. And I think Fender owns it. I think they have. We have like some of the earlier earliest prototypes, which we should. Um, but then from there, it's like, well, how do you improve? And it was all yeah. about like you know improvement and and growing and then but it's what's so crazy about it is it's the the body styles that he created back in the those days like the Telecaster and the Stratocaster yeah like he got it right the first time and he wasn't a guitar player <laughs> yeah. but like over and over like the Fender Precision Bass like it's called a Precision Bass because it had frets before that there were you know it was just stand up yeah. and no frets the frets made it so you're like precise when you hit those notes yeah. He got it all right the kind of the at the first time. This is a genius. It's basically. insane. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. We're like, how do you develop this to be different? And it's like, I think people are just like, when I close, like, you know how so many artists were like, yeah, I was in school. I would just draw Fender headstocks in my notebook. And, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just people are. It's like it's just one of those iconic brands that's tattooed in your head. You yeah, know? and like, so it's it's really cool. At Fender, what they do is they just. Every, you know, we spend so much time and, and resources on just improving, you know, and then we improve and then we work with artists or we, we work with some of the best R&D people on earth. Like there's some people here, they're so smart and like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. I, I feel like, uh, it's, it's like rocket scientists with guitars, you know? Yeah, for sure. And you're just like, what the, I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> you asked me a long time ago. It sounds crazy. Yeah. And, yeah. But I can hear it and it sounds better because what you changed and what you told me you changed, like I can hear it and I'm yeah. not as sonic as a lot of, you know, other musicians in this world, you know? Who, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really, really cool. Yeah. I, th I feel like it's fascinating because I, you know, I'm in the cameras, I mean, and mm -hmm. guitars too, but I actually am a camera guy for my day job and, um, and I feel like that sometimes, like when you're like, I wish that it could do this, but I would have no idea how to get it from point A to point B. But then there's some brilliant person behind there going like, like figuring that. Yeah. Know, there's out. not even, we don't even have to go to point B. It's just point A to point A minus. Yeah, you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. <laughs> I right. trust you. Do it. Sure. And then, it's just, it <laughs> then they get better. back and you're like, yes. Yes. Just that's like exactly that. what I was looking for. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's what's cool too. We're this, this company, our offender is so artist friendly. It's like yeah. artists are here all the time. Yeah. Like, 
you know, my coworkers laugh sometimes like, Courtney loves here to see you. And you're like, what? Really? Like, I, like, I didn't get him. Okay. Yeah. She's here. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's she do, stops in let's do yeah. this. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, you know, I, it's, it's awesome to, f- to have a place where artists feel like they're at home. Like, oh shit, I need a guitar. Yeah. I'm just going to stop by Fender. I got to get in there. I got to get in there. Yeah. All right. Come on in. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. And, uh, and so another amazing, uh, bass player is Flea oh. and, and dude, I Flea's mean, awesome. This guitar is like, isn't this one of them right here? Yeah. 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 Is, yeah this is newer one. Um, right, yeah. This bass. Yeah. Yeah. Flea's been awesome. I actually, um, I met him through Tim Armstrong cause oh, okay. Tim and Flea yeah, go yeah. way back, you know? And, um, so in, in, in that in itself is an honor when like Tim Armstrong vouches to flee about you and the work you do. You're just like very humbled, you know, I mean, it's these two iconic, you know, like, yeah, that's dudes pretty who were on my wall when I was growing up yeah. and they're like, Oh no, he's cool. You should work with Fender. You know, Fender's cool. Um, <laughs> you're like, Oh, right. Yeah. That, wow. I mean, that, that is, it, it's that is heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's super cool. But the first base we did, let me grab it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that thing is that's awesome. This is based off of Flea's um, early 60s, I think 61 jazz bass. Yeah. Uh, and he's notorious for recording everything on it, and he calls it his magic bass. Um, he just, uh, uh, so much of their music was recorded on this bass. Wow. So, um, yeah, so, so I... I asked if there would be any way I could take it down to our, our custom shop and have it spec'd out and, and just to make a prototype and, and hope for the best. And he was cool with it. So yeah, I, I was stunned. <laughs> you know? um, and then, so we made a couple of samples of these bases and they, they look great. They turned out awesome. Um, and his, uh, one of his right hand, his right hand dude, hit me up. He's like, yo, come to the studio. You know, Flea's here doing some stuff, but if you want to bring him the prototypes just to look at, you know, I'm like, all right. So I, I, I get to the studio with the basses. I'm glad he, he didn't tell me that the rest of the band was there like recording. Yeah. Cause it was just me in like, in like the Fender truck, uh, and the chili peppers. And, yeah. and like, you're sitting there, you're just like, Oh shit. Like, okay. <laughs> like I'm glad I, I'm truly didn't glad I didn't know. No, no, no. I'm, thank God. I thought I was just going to drop them off to, you know, Flea's right hand dude, just here you go. Like, let me yeah, know what yeah, yeah. thinks. And, you know, the next thing I know, I'm sitting there and, and we're seeing it as far as we are, you and me. Yeah. And Flea's just playing the bass. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, man, I wish my, uh, I wish Apple had a thing where your eyes could take pictures, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because I'm not going to pull out my phone for that shit. No, no way. No way. You just got to experience it. No way. That. Yeah, you got to just deal with it and experience it. It was, it was yeah. so, it's humbling because, you know, he is like the epitome of bass players yeah. you know i mean like just i mean there's a there's a whole bunch of incredible players of but when you say bass you think flea yeah you I know mean, like, like <laughs> paul mccartney stinks yeah yeah you know, like he's i like mean right like he's like that like he's yeah the highest like level. even paul mccartney like you know he's a singer he's like to me about. i'm like yeah he's like this singer songwriter all these things yeah. and and obviously one of the most famous basses ever but like when i just think of bass you think of flea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's I, what my for me. Me too. Yeah, me yeah, too. Yeah. And um, uh, <laughs> so 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 it was cool just sitting with him and played it, and he, he's like, "I love it. Cool, we're good." Yeah. I'm like, "That's really that's it. That's it. We nailed it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're good." Like, yeah. Holy shit! Holy shit! Yeah, all right, yeah. all right. 
I think I made 150 phone calls on my way from my house, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, studio yeah, yeah. to my house, which is pretty close. Yeah. I was like, we did it, we did it, we did it. And um, it was amazing. The base, uh, it won base of the year in 2016 or 17, I think 16. Oh, yeah. The base yeah. came out in 16, I think. Um, so oh, in 2017, we got the award in yeah. our, in the, you know, MI world that I live in, it won base of the year, which is a huge, yeah. that's coming from our re- retailers who are, are buying them and selling them. Um, and it was just, it was such a cool experience working with Flea. Yeah. You know, like they, the band would be like, oh, we're, you know, we're on tour. We're, we're going to be in Puerto Rico. You should come do some research and development. And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I know, I better Fender, get I gotta go. <laughs> they're like, okay, go. And um, yeah, you know, it was awesome. You know, I went, I'm, I went with them to Paris um, a couple of years ago. It was Flea's birthday. Yeah. And they were playing three nights in Paris. And they're like, you wanna come? I'm like, no, I don't. Nah, I'm no, busy. I'm good. <laughs> yes, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will I'm swim packed if I have to. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I just packed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, they've the the Chili Peppers crews, they're awesome. They're all super cool. Yeah. Flea's super, super cool. Um, and you know, he has two daughters and I had a daughter recently. So yeah. um he, you know, I, I would go to I went to his house for his last prototype base to, you know, show show it to him and he was yeah. into it. And his daughter was there and I told him I was having a daughter and the dynamic changed a bit, you know, and he started giving me a lot of good advice on on because he has daughters, you know. Right. And, um, Duff also Duff has two daughters and yeah. he's cool he's like my daughters are cool with me and I'm cool with them and so as long as a dude comes like to pick them up for a date no texting no honking they have to come knock on the door and yeah, yeah. you know I'm like, say what's up say what's up but know who they are. that's it yeah. you know, so they know if they're late they're gonna have to deal with me yeah it's like ah you know so it's funny getting some of the best like parenting advice from like from these awesome Flea rock stars and yeah. Duff McKagan <laughs> and Ian McKay he's like just get Ian's like, yes, yeah, so just get ice cream and just, you know, babies love ice cream. That's all the only info I'll give you. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, coincidence. Holy I love ice cream too. I, I love, I love minor <laughs> threat and Fugazi too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, you no. say I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's such an honor. It's such a blessing, yeah. you know, and. It's got to be trippy to kind of like be some, you know, some kid from Arizona who was thinking like, I'm going to be selling staplers yeah. to then wander into situations where you're in Paris for three days with the chili peppers yeah. and, and doing that. Yeah, like, for, for sure. It's, it's, uh, but again, I, I try to, I, I'm also married, so I am humbled every day. Yes. yes. Of course. My wife's <laughs> Brazilian too. You were talking about that earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like try and tell her that, that I'm interesting and she'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> she would be on the floor laughing. Yeah. Um, I get the same thing going, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's good. It's good. It's you good need for it. us. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, you know, also working, um, you know, for a corporation with a lot of people, it's like you, you, you have to stay humbled. And if you don't, then you know, like right. you, you gotta that be able be to, you got, it's got, it'll get bad and, and you've got to be able to uh, maneuver, move fast and, um, just kind of try to make everyone smile, you know? Yeah. That's kind of my thing. I, I, I try to be cool with everyone. I try yeah. to treat everyone the same, whether it's a new intern who needs help on something or flee. Right. I try to make it the answer. Yes. And if the answer is no, explain why and a solution to it, you know? Yeah. So, um, I, I, I try to stay as humbled as I can and yeah. uh, having, like I said, having a Brazilian wife and a baby. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm yeah. very humbled. And, and I think like, um, you know, obviously some rock stars can get a little bit, 
egocentric on some things, but I think for the most part, I, I feel like music really kind of humbles a person in, in itself. You know, I think just having to be in touch with yourself to write those songs or to be doing that, like that, you know, obviously you can get carried away. I, I read scar tissue like not that long ago. And like, it was like, Whoa, those dudes, <laughs> you know, but, but then at the same time, like there was some story about how Kitas was like, at the, they were at the height of what it was and he's in some motel trying to score, you know, whatever drugs. And, and it's like, damn, it's so crazy to see like the juxtaposition yeah, of what's definitely. happening during those times. But then also that he came back to himself and kind of sure. found himself through that. And I think, I think that music in itself is very grounding and, and humbling because like we were talking about earlier, you can't just pick one of these things up and just be good at it. No. You know, it's like no. there's, there's so much effort and so much practice. And, and like we talked about earlier too, it's like, it's like right place, the right time, you yeah. know, like everything kind of has to come together. And again, though, like music is so universal and infinity and endless, you know, it could, yeah, it can be your worst enemy. If you let it, it could be your best friend. It could be your religion it could be anything it's so yeah it's truly whatever you want it to be you know that's what i that's why i fucking love working at fender it's like like i know it sounds cliche like oh this is the tool to but it's true man i mean like this is a tool to express yourself it's, yeah. the, it's the tool that you could be like shit i'm like 14 year old kid like life feels weird yeah i'm in my my bedroom i punk music i yeah. make fun of because of it and I could put my headphones on and listen. Not me. To my it. teenage years were just smooth sailing. <laughs> Didn't have any uh, no zits at all. <laughs> yeah, no braces. Yeah. No all just no, worked out. Just perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you you listen to those that that music, you know, and, you, and, yeah. and it, it it takes you somewhere else. It takes you away from that. And then once you realize like life ain't that bad, like yeah, I was just going through weird shit because I was fourteen. Yeah. Then you could listen to that music and you have just like this different perspective, and you could look back and remember those crazy times where you're like, shit, man, I thought it was. I thought it was bad because a girl I liked didn't like her. Or I'm sorry, that didn't like me. Yeah. But now I have to pay taxes. Like, yeah. Now yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, like, you're like, that was <laughs> nothing, man. That yeah. was nothing. And now it's like, I got a mortgage and a kid <laughs> yeah, and my kid's yeah, yeah. teething and my wife. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's so funny. And music's always been there. Yeah. I was going to say that because it's like even those teenage years that are tough, but it's like right now is like that. You oh, know, yeah. like like when you're going through a rough time and you put on a good song that kind of either helps you have a good cry or helps you get like amped up again and be in a good place totally. you know and like and it's just amazing to kind of go on the journey of all that and and i was thinking of it like while you're sitting there holding that i'm like that guitar or that or that bass guitar is is like responsible for some of the most amazing stuff and totally. through, and through my childhood like um you know my age is right when like 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 um blood sugar sex magic for me like that album when that that was like the first time i was turned on to the chili peppers and then from there just going with them on the ride yeah of each album after that and being like god damn because it was just something so unique and different and it was like a uh, like almost like a collaboration of all types of musical styles totally and then when you said like he's, he's good buds with tim armstrong it's like yeah because he's like deep it's in the punk rocker. yeah you know and yeah, then and then in funk and then in like rock and roll and like jazz, jazz and all this yeah if you hear him play saxophone he's like phenomenal you know like yeah He's one of he's it's so cool piano player like <laughs> yeah everything you know it's yeah. like it's it's truly incredible and, and, and the funny thing is because I was just thinking like 
musicians are so much cooler than most of us like or not, you are one but no. not but me like uh, you know i'm just like nerding out with the camera or back in the day shitting on things but but uh but you know <laughs> but you know like you're like oh so much cooler and then you think like like flea was kind of like a marching band nerd wasn't he like he wasn't he in like the high school band yeah because i think he went to was it hollywood high yeah Fairfax? like or i think yeah, hollywood, yeah, yeah. hollywood high mm -hmm. i think um I think fairfax. or fairfax fairfax, fairfax. Yeah. thank you rick um, but yeah, I mean, he was also in suburbia, like he was like, yeah. like young punk rocker too, you know? And yeah. Um, but you think about like, I mean, cause, uh, the dirt just came out, yeah. like, uh, Tremaine directed that Motley Crue movie and, and, uh, like Tommy was like a drummer in the marching band. And you think about like these dudes who become the coolest rock stars were actually nerds before that, just like practicing and doing their thing. And they didn't like, you only see them as like these icons of music right not knowing what it took to get there and all the practice and all the effort and all that stuff well, and it's it's, it's like kind of, it's like travis barker it's yeah. same deal i i remember and and i, I you know I, i've been around travis because of tim and so he's awesome yeah. super cool i remember i remember some, a movie came out it was like some some like drumline movie yeah I don't. I forget the name of it, but it was about like a high school marching band, and a radio station was kind of ragging on it, like, "Oh, this is silly." And he called in. He said, "Yo, this ain't silly, man. Like, this is like some kid's life. You right. know, like that's his escape. He's playing drums. Like, yeah. how can you make fun of it? You know, <laughs> that's like, awesome." He totally called about yeah, on yeah, it, and they were like, yeah. "Oh shit, he's right." You yeah. know, and so you think about that, and it's like maybe that that is like they don't have a band, you know, or and like they just they have to play drums because yeah. it is just. They're, they're only, the only thing they want, the only thing they know, the only thing they think they're good at, and it's just their escape from everything else in life. And yeah, it's something to be honored, you know? It's yeah. Like you, you, that's, again, why I love working here. Like, I would never make fun of someone if they were bad at guitar, or if they thought they were bad at guitar. It's yeah. like, man, you pick it up and you try it, it's fucking hard. Yeah, you know, we have, we have a, We have a, a program here at Fender called um, um, Fender Play, where it's like this online subscription and it's like it's it's not easy getting people to pick up a guitar at all and it's even harder to have them like you know retain it yeah and it's, stick through it yeah. i remember being young and i just wanted to play guitar like that's all i ever wanted in my life is to play guitar when my parents finally my dad played guitar just for fun you know yeah but he had a big rickenbacker oh yeah and i'm like dude that's some old man stuff i want <laughs> i want like a strat because of hendrix yeah yeah, yeah. My parents got me a white Squire strap with the maple neck because of Hendrix. Go. And I remember completely being overwhelmed with it and having, and like my ADD probably got in the way a bit too, yeah. you know, and I'd get a calendar and write like tomorrow you will, when you get home from school and I was young, I think I was like seven or eight, like y you will practice for a half an hour, you know? Yeah. And I just, I remember struggling with it and it was hard. It was really, really, really hard. Yeah. And then one day it just became easier. Yeah. And then it became easier. It starts to click. And yeah. It was like a snowball. And now it's like, I play guitar for my daughter, you know? I, yeah. I, it's just like, that's the, I've played a lot of shows in my life. Like that's the best one ever. It was when you're, oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. a baby smiling at you and you're just playing acoustic yeah. guitar for her, you know? It's like. So it's like, it's whatever you want it to be. It's like yeah. I said, it's infinity and it's endless, you know, yeah. music, yeah. music's endless, guitars are endless. And, you know, being able to create is just, it's so, um, it's, it's a spiritual journey. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it is like, I mean, yeah, it, it's just cool to look at it and hear, hear it that way from you too. And 
Um, so, so what's uh, like? What, what do you got going in the future? Any cool projects? I think Duff is the that guitar. Duff came out this week. Oh, it just came it out just came week. out earlier this week, and it was it was awesome. Um, it was uh, it was kind of a nod to his his very famous Guns N' Roses bass. Yeah, um, and we had a, a Duff bass out for uh, we've had it out for years, um, and we just we were like, oh, you know what? It's 2019. You guys are still out there doing it. Like the biggest bands in the world still. Biggest tour still, biggest yeah. shows. It's you know like they didn't lose any like ounce of energy at all. You know they're still yeah. killing it, and we're like we should upgrade this thing. Let's let's like from what you've learned from your last bass to this, like give us the recipe and let's like let's make something. You know, and so he did, and we added a, a, a drop tuner on it called a hip shot tuner. So you know instead of Duff having to change bases to like a yeah. you know lower sound, he just hit a switch and it drops it automatically Damn. really cool shit stuff that like that's like, rad the only way you would know again like, yeah hip shots have been around for a minute but like hearing duff say i need this it's like well okay yes sir yeah. you do need it like <laughs> yeah, if you're yeah. telling me you need it you people need it you know yeah 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 and um and you know just upgrading upgrading the electronics on it making it you know what what it would be now 2019 and it's so yeah that came out earlier earlier this week it was huge success we've been celebrating all week here and yeah. there it's like there's a buzz in the building whenever we do a signature project um you know uh, it's always like yeah our phones kind of light up more they're all always lit up but it's just a little bit crazier when yeah signature projects come out and you know, now with social media artists, all, you can see how excited they are by sharing it and they're like stoked on it and yeah. being involved. I think the way, and I always, I've always said this, like having these kinds of relationships that the Fender, that Fender has with artists, it translates. Like you can truly see that it's not some marketing gimmicky thing that like yeah. artists are sitting in here. No joke. You'll see, you, you saw our artists sitting in here right. you know, like <laughs> yeah. when we walked it's in and we had to kick him out so we could do this. <laughs> yeah. They're here all the time. You know, it's like they're here working. They're here. Like, yeah, they'll come pick up a guitar and they'll come back and be like, I love it. You know, it'd be rad is if we put this kind of pickup in here and had this switch do this instead. Yeah. And you're like, huh, that sounds kind of easy. Why did I think of that? Right. And do it and then it turns into something and you know it's yeah. it's like that's what this place is here for and I always tell artists like this is as much my home as it is yours. Yeah. They're welcome here as you know like this place is yours. You yeah. Know? Um, that's incredible because awesome. I, I was thinking about it and not to rag on like camera you know um, makers but like we'll do that like we'll be on set sometimes and like the new you know Alexa or the new like Sony or the new Canon will come out and immediately like an operator is like oh why does it do that why I wish it did this or wish it did that and I was it's like because it's just being made in a factory over there there's no connection yeah with you know and I'm sure there is to some degree but maybe like the top of the top get totally. to sit in on that meeting but you think like just the everyday person the everyday person that's like uh, <laughs> the everyday person that's just using this camera is like you don't get your input so maybe you only have a little bit of input and you and there's there's so many different things that would would make it just more user friendly yeah, and definitely. just the fact that you guys do that on a regular basis is so cool to to have that that collaboration and that connection with with artists and and yourself and and just to know that most people here are musicians because yeah. like I said I walk through and it's just like this mini concert going on even if they're and you can hear it right now like someone's yeah. jamming out there I have headphones <laughs> on I can hear it and yeah. but even if they're not musicians 
like they they're into music yeah you know like they they because i'm shit. more like that like I, yeah. I play a little guitar but i would never it's like if you surf like i surf a little bit too but in front of a surfer i would never say how i surf yeah definitely you know like yeah, yeah. You like shit all of a sudden you yeah, know, yeah yeah i wouldn't dare pick up like a guitar <laughs> in front of some people that i work with yeah like, yeah yeah who was it i think it was like gary clark jr i think <laughs> yeah. it was oh dude by the way that new album is, is, that, is he is he fender no oh okay no he's, yeah he's another yeah, company because uh he plays our amps though he plays our amps okay and, right and, and, and his crew his his management his they're all they've always been really good to us yeah but where i think it was gary clark someone handed me a guitar in front of him and i was just like oh <laughs> Fuck no. Oh, no, 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 no. Cool. Guitar. I'm, I'm, I'm decent guitar player, but like, I'm not going to even, tr- I'm not even going to try, man. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way. No way. Yeah. Dude. I mean, I was just, I've been listening to his new album a lot. That's really good. That's awesome, really, really yeah. good. So, yeah. uh, yeah, that is definitely a dude that I would be uh, like, what's this thing here? Yeah, Get I mean, it out of here. I would be like, yeah, my hand's broken today. And, <laughs> oh, geez. Carpal tunnel. Yeah, it's cramped up right now. It's really weird. Yeah. 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 yeah I wouldn't, would definitely wouldn't do that. But, um, but yeah, so cool that that you guys, um, you know, just are so focused on the artist. Yeah, I, I mean, they're our our bloodline. You know, I, without without, and I, I again, I'll go back to the the Leo Fender mantra of like, the only way to improve is by working with the people who are using these things every day. You know, yeah. So like, we're we're on, man. My phone is twenty four. Oh no, hold on, twenty five eight. It's like twenty five hours a day, eight days a week. My yeah. phone is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah it's yeah, like yeah. I think for a couple of days around the holidays, it gets kind of quiet. Oh yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's oh just, man. And you're like, you know, I'm gonna take some time off and, and go. I'm gonna go on a trip. I'm going to Mexico. Yeah. And you know what? I'm gonna let. I'm all Instagram. I'm, I'm gonna be out of town. If, you know, if your guitar, guitar's on fire, let it burn. No emergency is gonna take away from from my trip. It and burn. it's just like. Everything to me is an artist emergency because you know I just I'm so passionate. And yeah. I think our whole company is it's it's yeah. it's a cultural thing here where it's just like service, service, service. These artists, service musicians, yeah. make it easier for them, make their lives easier, make them you know come back to us and and want to help and be part of this family. And then next thing you know, Duff McKagan's you know texting you, being so stoked about how this project came out. And, yeah. How he's supporting it, and it's like, man, you see his wife commenting too, like, yeah, yeah it's the baddest ass bass ever. And you're like, yes, 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 yeah, we did it. Yeah, if she's stoked on it, we won. This yeah, is yeah, good, yeah. We had Hell a good yeah. day because she's yeah. actually hearing the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you know she. <laughs> I'm sure like, she, you, yeah, you, you know, could be out there like, yeah, great job, guys. And like, oh, but seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're like, well, we won. Yeah, to me, that's validation. Yeah, for sure. heck yeah. yeah, absolutely, dude. So cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the bathroom Thank you guys. Yeah, man, this has been awesome. Yeah. I really appreciate it. This is rad. Yeah, yeah. cool. Thanks, dude. Of course. Sweet.